who are you going to call for all your karate needs? Honor Athletics, of course. To order, call for personal service at 770-945-5150. You can also order all your karate needs and more online at honorathletics.com. And hey, guys. Don't forget to use the code WILDCATDOJO as you're checking out for your 10% discount. As always, thanks, Honor Athletics, and everybody in the audience, thanks for going out and checking them out. We appreciate that as well. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to a different type of episode today. That's right, Sensei. Today, we're going to take a look at the beginning, middle, and even the graduation of sorts of three of our students who have trained since they were children. Us. I'm so excited because this interview is my first day back from camp. Camp was great, and of course, I'm glad to be back here today. I'm excited too. But first, we should probably say hi. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. If you didn't know that I was back already, I'm back. Okay, now to our guests. There are three people involved in this project, but one of them, Sensei Alex, couldn't be here today. So we're adding his interview at the very end. That's definitely something to look forward to. Us, but today here with us, we have Sensei Lucas. Welcome to the show, Sensei. Thanks for being here. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited about it too. And we also have Sensei Mara. Thanks for being here today, Sensei Mara. It's really nice to be here. I'm glad to be able to be here. I'm going to start with a tiny bit of background. All of the interviewees, is that a real word? I think so. Yay! All of the interviewees that are here today started training as kids, anywhere from age four to age eight. I remember I was four years old when I started karate. I was like, at least a third of the height I am now. <laughs> oh, way smaller than a third. <laughs> and check out Instagram and you'll know how tall he is. That's what Cat Dojo Conversations. <laughs> Good one. That's what I'm saying. Man, he's a tall drink of water these days. And I started when I was four years old with another sensei at my old preschool. Nice. And now everybody is 18 years old. And everybody is leaving for different universities. And the beginnings of new adventures. So. Before you guys leave, I thought it would be fun, or at least its own adventure, to look back at the journey. Are you guys ready? Us. Well, I'd like to ask the first question, Sensei, if I may. What you got? What is your earliest karate memory? Hmm. It's hard to remember things when you're like a very small kid, I would say. But I think the fondest one I have in my memory, actually, is probably my first beach workout I did. And I remember I worked out with Sensei Harrison. I think that's the first time I met Sensei Harrison. I have pictures from back then, but I remember that was probably one of like my favorite times I had in karate. So there was a lot of running, jumping, falling down <laughs> in the sand, going in the water. Us. Yeah, those are good times. Very Especially good. going in the water for the first time wearing karate clothes. Us. That's it. Just- and you're four or five years old. That's right. <laughs> Doing takedowns and sweeps in the sand is also oh, a fun time. Yes. You don't have to worry about the ground. You're right. You want to know what my first memory of you is? When you were really, really a beginner, your mom drove you over to the competition in Tampa. Oh. <laughs> and you were such a little kid. And I think there might have been only one or two other little kids that were your size. And you guys were wailing on each other, right? I remember. They were wailing on each other. I have a vision of blue headgear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and and you just bam bam and the other kid doing the same, same thing. thing. You all of you were just like yeah. it was the not a technique in the play. This was us. <laughs> Praying against hope that there were no black eyes or broken noses, even though everybody was wearing headgear. That is my first memory of you. Oh my god! My first memory of you—you you were older than, than a little kid because you were older when you got to the dojo over at University Private School. It was known as that. Yeah. Okay, so Mara, what's your earliest memory? I would say my first memory. It's not exactly very clear, but I remember. When I was, I started training, I was with me and my two sisters, Rose and Alana, who are not in karate anymore, but they used to train with Sensei Harrison. And sometimes I used to be a volunteer or an example because at the time I was a little bit older than the other kids and had a little bit more experience than them. So I remember being a little bit of an example. Here's how to take Zen. Make sure you kick your feet out. Put your fist out like this. So we would do little things like that. It was never very hard because we were all like little. There was nobody over like six, I believe. And that was just one of the few things I remember from Sensei Harrison. That's so cool, That's a right? good memory. That yes, is a good sure. memory. Wow. Since I read that question, I've been thinking of my earliest karate memory. What is it? I remember I did sports when I was younger and I never really got into one. And one night, my mom and my dad told me the story that they both had meetings at the same time and I had to go with my grandma who's Sensei Jackie and I went and I sat on the bench and I was like this isn't fun I don't like this and Sensei Michelle brought me into the class to try out and I was like no I don't like this I'm gonna do something else and then the punching bags came out and little five-year-old landed in kindergarten everybody loves the punching bags I love the punching bags. All the kids love the punching bags. They're like one of the favorite parts of the day, I remember. Punch them out across the room was always one of my favorite activities. (laughs) Still is today. (laughs) Anyway, Sensei Jackie, you and I both remember our early karate memories, but we were not kids at the time. That's so true, Sensei. (laughs) Okay, Landon, do you have a question? Well, Sensei, I want to know since I'm almost in high school, what was the hardest part about staying in training during your high school years? It wasn't really difficult because for me, at this point, I had moved to training under Sensei Lydia. So at this point, I was going twice a week for a month straight. Plus, I would go to class with Sensei Michelle on Fridays or Thursdays for some of the extra classes. And I always had enough training where it was never a big concern. But it was something I had to put actual effort into. Planning? Yes. Yes, planning sounds like the, the most difficult part. What do you got? Um... Being in high school was really difficult for me because in high school, I did a, a lot of activities because I'm a track and cross country runner, which I had to do that every single day of high school. And then after I finished practice, sometimes I would go home, sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I go straight from practice right to the dojo. It's nice and sweaty. I, <laughs> I remember that. I put, I, I, put it, I, put, I put my gi like over my t-shirt and shorts and I was like, I'm here. <laughs> That's what I remember. So that was difficult for me. And then I also had... Um, a lot of studying to do. I actually remembered when Sensei Jackie helped me <laughs> tutor me in Spanish during the dojo for like half the class. I do my remember years. that. Us. A long you time ago, but yeah. I, at least it worked. It did work, us. You got but, through Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> us. But that made high school very difficult, like with the perfect attendance in the dojo. Yeah, well, that's a trick, isn't it? Us. And the dojo does try to accommodate the teenagers, knowing us. that the schedules are insane. Yes. That's right. 
All that I found very interesting, didn't you guys? Very, Sensei. I just want to mention that all three of these candidates tested for their black belt at the age of 17, and then they became what is called Shodan Ho in our style. May I interrupt with a quick explanation, Sensei? Sounds like a plan. Ho means a half step, and it's designated by a black belt with a brown stripe that runs through it. And then as each of you turned 18, your belt was changed to the solid black belt. Am I right? Oh, Sensei. Us. Thanks, Sensei. Landon, did you have a question about their actual testing while they were in high school? Us. So I was wondering if you have a specific memory from testing that you would like to share. Um, I think the thing I remember the most was the empty hand kata test. Because after everybody was walked around and were facing different angles and, and all the black belts are in the walls and the corners, at the very end, Sensei Michelle says, okay, now do tacky one. And my relief was just, okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very nice break from all of the work of just remembering everything, just being done with it, Sensei. So in your memory, Tacky One was the last kata we did at the test? It was not the last kata, but it was a nice break, Sensei. Okay, I gotcha. Um, I remember the most the written test because that was the one I was the most stressed out about, I would say. <laughs> because once you start studying and you look through the notes and you see all the Japanese words we learned, I was like, wow, I think I know about a quarter of these. <laughs> <laughs> And I was going to say, now you realize you know as much Japanese as you do Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sensei Jackie. <laughs> That's funny because we worked a, a lot on the Japanese words, too, over Zoom. Oh, so I remember that. Uh, I think that was another difficult part of testing, too, is because a lot of our practicing and studying was over Zoom meetings. Yes, uh, and that makes it hard. Uh, That's right. We started testing before COVID. It, we started in January. And by March, when we realized we could no longer be together, we had to do our practicing and our preparing on Zoom, and we would try to meet in open air with everybody 10 feet apart. Us. And also, finding places that would let us meet was tricky, right? Us, I remember. Uh, one thing I remember was, at some point for the written test, I met with my sensei, and I went through and I said, okay... Who are all the people who were ever part of karate? And I made it all into one quizlet. I sent it to everybody because there's a lot of people on the sensei family tree awesome. because <laughs> it's a very long list of who was under who. And and they were under this two teachers and he was under these three teachers. And this one made this kata and this one created this style. And it was a lot. Awesome. So you all talked about that the written test was really something you remembered as part of this long family tree. Did you guys know that you're on it now? And that's something that will always be there, even when you go away to college? Wow, that's a good one. Nice. I hadn't even thought of that. That's really sweet, Sensei. <laughs> She's so sensei. amazing. So now when you leave, what do you think will be the uh, either karate lesson or memory that you take with you to college? I'd like to know what you will take with you. Us. The thing I will take with me the most is Sensei Michelle's favorite of self-control. And I think that's the reason I came to cry in the first place was so that I can practice self-control. That's really like stuck with me a lot. And it's like drilling in the head. And I feel like I'm a lot more of like a disciplined person now because of that. And I think that's something I will definitely take with me to college and I'm going to need it. I call upon it a lot. 
Yes. And we've done a lot of podcasts on self-control, an entire episode on it. So look back because, you know, people hear self-control, they think, ooh, poo-poo on that. What word can I put instead of (laughs) poo-poo? Poo-poo is better than the other words. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They think, ooh. Like shame. That's so negative. And really, self-control is a superpower. It truly is a superpower. Okay. What you got? I would say the ability to focus myself on something that I have to do or put myself in a specific setting of maybe I have to focus on we're just doing this one thing. Let's not bring in the rest of our lives into this activity or this classroom or this dorm room or this meeting, whatever it is, the ability just to focus my intentions and my goals, my mind on a specific task that I need to get done. Again, focus an awesome skill. And I'm going to encourage you to keep up your self-defense skills while you're gone, please. Us? Us. Okay, last question. Oh, wow. This is a big one. After finishing this 10 plus years project that we've been on, journey, Mm -hmm. adventure. Us. Even though you're always welcome in the dojo. And don't we hope they come back and see us all the time? Us, for sure. Okay. What advice do you have for someone who is Say where you were three or four years ago. They're getting ready to get into high school. Uh, they've got a lot of years of training under their belt. Get it? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it was belt. so bad. I don't even get a wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why Why are we laughing at this comment? <laughs> okay. The point of the question, what advice would you give to the kids who are coming after you? I think what I would have to say is for sure, practice at home outside of the dojo, because that was one of my major pain in the butts when I was training. Because I remember, especially like with weapons, like the nunchucks, especially like, for instance, um, I didn't practice my techniques of nunchucks a lot. And when testing came around, I just really kicked me in the butt. So I think for sure, make sure you just try everything at home, like practice everything. Yeah, I, I do try to encourage people to practice at home. I do. Us. It's tricky, though, to manage the time, mm-hmm. use the self-control, be focused. These are all tricky things. Us. I think a good way to do it, which I think I got the idea from Sensei Jackie, try incorporating it, something like into your daily routine. Like we're talking about um, twirling the nunchucks. Like, for instance, like do it with, like when you're watching TV or you're on your computer, just yeah. flip the nunchucks around. Mm-hmm. An example of that is when I was going to say a two-stripe white belt, Master Collegian used to say, stand in crane stance while you wash dishes <laughs> so that you can practice your balance. And that's the same thing that we just goes on and on for generations. That's right. That's- okay, Miss Mara. Same thing of practice at home, try and do a little bit of karate. What do you think about the importance of being a helper teacher? Oh, it's very. I think it's very important because one thing I'll say about that is – when you're in black belt class, for instance, I would say the major things that you focus on is like more advanced techniques and teaching little kids, like it helps you first of all, like remember it because you're actually doing the kata. But what they say is you definitely like you master something when you teach it, not just when you know it. I think that's a major thing is teaching it is like the next step of like mastering whatever you're doing. Being a help teacher is so important. Yes, of course, mastering a skill or to teach it. Also being able to work with different types of people, not just people at the same skill level or above. If you're actually teaching or working with somebody else, 
You learn how to simplify things. You learn how to explain it in a different way because not all kids work the same. And trying to make it sound fresh, you get some practice at that. And that will come in handy when you're working with your professors. Yes. You know, having that voice that sounds fresh. All right, you guys, this has been so much fun, right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. These guys are going to be a hard act to follow, but we did do a short interview with Sensei Alex. So let's listen to it now. Hey, Sensei Alex, thanks for doing this interview. Uh, Hi, Sensei. It's good to be here. Okay, let's get to it. I asked them, so I'm going to ask you, what is your earliest karate memory? Yes. When I think about my earliest karate memory, I don't really have a clear picture of anything in particular because I was pretty young, so the memories aren't super clear. It's more of just a blur of images because I can remember the Pine Island Montessori where I started out. And I remember the how it, how it used to be before they renovated it however many years ago they did. I remember the little side building that used to be like three rooms, but it's a lot bigger these days. Yes. I do remember that. We used to go down that little hall to get into it. Oh, I so remember. That's a good one. So that is a wonderful memory of your younger times. And you were there for many years. But now I want to ask you, as you grew up, What do you think was the biggest challenge to training as you got into high school? For me, it's kind of a twofold thing. One of them would definitely be that as I got into high school, it's more serious training. As you get into high school, because you're older, you're able to handle more things. You have to start training more seriously. And then because I was in high school outside of karate, other things were getting harder. So it often interfere with karate more than it had before because I took a lot of college level courses throughout high school. And so the amount of work that I had to do was pretty unpredictable. Sometimes it would interfere with my ability to go to classes. Sometimes it wouldn't. So that made it pretty difficult. I actually understand that. And I, I have never said this on the air, but I'll say it now. As I watch my children's students grow, Starting in about when they leave junior high and go into high school, I have the conversation, would you like to try to tackle a black belt test, right? And if they do, then we get very serious and start to prepare because it's a very serious test, which I think is a perfect segue to what is your most vivid memory of the testing process? My most vivid memory of the testing process is probably the beginning for me. I remember pretty clearly all of the planning to do everything and the initial talks laying out what we had and had to do getting like all of the different segments of the test and understanding what would be expected of me and then starting to training for me I think as it started to go on more of the later segments of training for the tests and especially the tests themselves kind of blur together and it it goes really fast because for me in the beginning It was a lot to understand, but I knew what I had to do. And then you don't really realize how fast it's going until it's right there. And then it all hits you in the face. And then eventually you're done with it. And you look back and you realize everything that you've done. You know, Sensei Alex, you had such uh, an unusual testing time because you were our hopefully only pandemic group. (laughs) But... Every test, every black belt test is different. So what advice do you have for teens who are coming down this road after you? My advice would be to 
stay consistent with it. You need to make sure that all of this stuff stays in your head and that you can still do all of this stuff. You need to keep practicing and you need to keep working on your essays and on all all the information that you need to know. I, I agree. Consistency is the key. Consistency and showing up. That was fantastic. And by the way, awesome advice from him, right? It's something that we should keep and play every time we have a group <laughs> coming up to go through Black Girls and teens or not. I may do that. Okay, Sensei Alexander, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Sensei. And we certainly wish you good luck in school. Go Gators. And when you um, come home, you'll stop by and visit or text? Definitely, Sensei. Cool. Excellent. And we're back. Wow, Sensei, that was great. Thanks, Sensei Alex, for that. Ah, so it was wonderful. Actually, that was just like the whole day, right? Us. That's so true. So I want to thank you both for being here. Us. Thank you so much, Sensei. I'm so happy I was able to be here. Yeah, me too. Thank you much, Sensei. It was a blast being able to do this. <laughs> it was a blast. That's I agree. Me too. I agree. You got to listen to a blooper reel to hear why. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, it's good to have you back, Landon. Thank you, Sensei. It's good to be back. See everyone next week. I'm looking forward to it. Bye, everyone. Such a pleasure to be here today. And I'm Sensei Michelle, signing off for today. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.